0: Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I am your host, Sarah Jane. Every week I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world. From brewers, importers, educators, this will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So today, I'm very excited. Um, we have one of my favorite people in studio, uh, Dimitri Chakaldin. He is the uh, part owner of uh, Dasha. Um, I did like a whole episode of like Ode to the Beer Garden on 7th Street in Shaw. Uh, and now you have a new location, or you've had for a while now a new location down by Navy Yard um, that is telling a very different story. And so basically I want to do a show. I want to talk about storytelling because we've talked about this a lot in the show. Maybe even seven years ago, you could open a beer bar, have, you know, seven Mm -hmm. drafts, put some craft beer on and that's it. Grand success. You're a craft beer bar. Amazing. (laughs) Or you could open a brewery and it could be in a warehouse with a few taps, nothing going on. You're a success. And now it's not the case anymore. You have close to, what, 7,600 breweries and climbing in the U.S. You've got countless beer bars. You have brew pubs. It's now where brewers and people who run beer-focused establishments have to have a clear story and a clear brand just as much as restaurants do. So you do have to focus on things like service, and what kind of story you're telling, what kind of experience you're trying to give. You have to scrutinize over things like font on your menus. So, you know, when you're opening an establishment, you have to think about all these things. It's not just make good beer or have a good beer list. You have to have a clear story. So I wanted to talk about the story that you're telling in your new location and different ways that you're kind of pulling that through.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me again. It's so good to see you, yeah. Madam. <laughs> um, I love your podcast. Oh, thank l- you. love to be back. Um, it's an excellent question. I would address it from several points.
0: That's good. We've got like a whole show on it, <laughs>
1: so you're great. <laughs> so <clears throat> first you touched upon the uh, environment itself. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely correct. There's no longer seven taps and you're done with some craft stuff. You have to actually wrap it up in something that is more interesting. Um, It all kind of started up with, um, you know, those pop-ups on 7th Street and and even our location. We wanted to tell a story with Mm -hmm. a giant mural and people would ask, why is it there? Well, because she started Whitman Walker. And saved lives. That's why she's there. Not necessarily related to beer, but that's, a, that's part of the storytelling. So Navy Yard provided us with a platform to tell even a bigger story. Why? Because the space is huge. It has three it's components. Massive. It's massive. <clears throat> it has three components. It, ha- it has a beer garden. It has a lounge and a bar. And it has a full-service restaurant inside um, so we needed to address programming inside of the, the restaurant and the lounge and the um, design and the story which is one thing for us was born we decided to go with Jackie O as the mural mm-hmm. and that led to Jack being the mural inside and in his glasses on the mural, you have a uh, couple of really key points that reflected in his glasses, you know, in the, on the mural. But, you know, the, bu- the building of the Berlin Wall, the, um, the uh, Khrushchev banging the shoe on the desk at the U.N., so the beginning of the, the height of the um, Cold War, the beginning of the space race... Um, Senator Kane, who comes to our new location quite often, I noticed that he would walk around and he would browse all the art and then just kind of like chuckle. And I can see why. You know, it's it's so interesting. You would see we have a model of a first spaceship that took... uh, uh, Not the first spaceship. The first woman in space was taken on the spacecraft, and we have a model of it inside. Mm -hmm. We have vintage posters that talk about the Cold War... You know, in a sort of a quirky um, way, so there's lots of things to look at, and why is it there? Well, because you know, I'm of a Russian descent. My business partner, Ilya Alter, is also of a Russian descent, and we grew up in the Soviet Union, and we saw the conflict of the two superpowers, and we wanted to tell the story of Dacha, the summer home, summer vacation house slash what does it mean for us? So the place itself called for like sort of a mid-century feel. So you would find a lot of elements that are very mid-century modern. And uh, obviously, you know, Jackie and JFK play into that quite a bit. So that's the first um, accent, you know, the the Mm -hmm. wrapper, the environment,
0: right? And you have little touches, like, you know, the design of the chairs and the glassware that you use for the water is, you know, kind yeah. of that fun, chunky purple glass, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So you're, like, pulling through that mid-century theme pretty well.
1: Oh, yeah, we're we're so OCD about details. Um, you know, the water glasses that you mentioned are made just for us in the middle of Ohio by this old, old family-owned glass company, you know. And the, even the color, I painstaking, painstakingly, went through multiple iterations of that color before we zeroed in on that particular sort of purple color. So,
0: and as a former server, I appreciated how durable they seemed. They
1: are very durable. <laughs> and they're stackable too, which is, which is important. Nice. Yeah. I would have not thought they were stackable. That's really cool. Because <laughs> they're huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but then we still stick to the German core... Of beer of beers on our mm-hmm. menu, and there are several reasons why we do that <clears throat> well, first of all, Weinstefan is our very close partner. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the largest account for Weinstefan in the United States really yeah, if we were a state, we would be eleventh uh, in terms of consumption, so all UDC dwellers who drink them boots. <laughs> that's good that's your achievement (laughs) not mine so but german beer is provides you with two things stability um and consistency and finite choice Mm -hmm. Uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, we are overwhelmed with labels and crafts and names and and conventions and uh I think that sometimes for a consumer, it's easier to go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Where is my basic Pilsner? And I want the Pilsner true to style, not yeah. some invention. Same goes for, let's say, Helles or mm-hmm. uh, a Hefeweizen. So we stick with Weinstefan because we believe, uh, and we've, you know, they've proven themselves to be an excellent core. German-style beer uh, brewery. Yeah. So.
0: And, I mean, your list is, I mean, such a great representation of different German styles. You know, you don't just focus on two or three styles. You no. do a wide range because Germany, yeah. in that they do have a lot of fun styles kind of sprinkled throughout the country. That's and true. then at the same point you still manage to sprinkle in, you know, different producers and a few, you know, local things and a few, like, I think you had, like, Rodenbach on last night. Yeah. I finally, by the way, I finally did get in for dinner last night and had a blast. That's good. Shout out to server Henry, who was phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it was, um, it was cool to see that, you know, you're still kind of, like, having fun with it. But the other thing I noticed was your cocktail list is much more... Dynamic than than your other location. This is definitely a fully fleshed out like bar, not just beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Well,
1: so it must be noted that my business partner Ilya Alter took the whole cocktail program very seriously. He actually enrolled in the bartending school Mm -hmm. and finished it. Not necessarily, you know, an unusual thing for a bar owner, but you know, in this circumstance it was. He has a lot of things to do. So he finished the bar program and the entire bar, the actual the the, the hardware of the bar, we went to Barcelona to get it because we wanted to have a very clean and very efficient bar for cocktails whether they're draft cocktails or mixed cocktails, um, so that the staff, the bartenders, are proud of the equipment that they work on. So it took a minute, but, uh, you know, that's another detail of uh, Dutch and Navy Yard uh, mm-hmm. that is, you know, some people who are in the industry would notice. If you peek behind the bar, you definitely would understand that this is not your run-of-the-mill equipment.
0: Yeah. Um, and for those of you just tuning in, I am chatting with Dimitri Chakaldin. He is the co-owner of Dacha um, Shaw, as well as Dacha Navy Yard. And we're talking about kind of the storytelling process that he and his business partner went through to, you know, not just provide a bar that has good German beer, but an entire concept of restaurant, bar, beer garden, that is telling a cohesive, consistent story Um, So something that you mentioned, I kind of want to go off on a tangent here, was that, you know, you have this very specific, very efficient bar. Mm -hmm. And efficiency is key for you all because Mm -hmm. you are directly across from Mm Nat Stadium. And you had been mentioning earlier how crazy difficult it is. You know, we've had people from All Purpose on here. We've had people from Salt Mm -hmm. Line. Mm -hmm. And they've talked about how crazy it is to deal with, the ups and downs of volume.
1: Oh, yeah. And um, I, cannot, <laughs> I cannot emphasize more uh, that when, com- when it's uh, game day, and, uh, and especially a serious homecoming game day, you're dealing with tens of thousands of people. And on the one hand, it's, uh, it's a good problem to have. On the other hand, you better know what you're doing and um, so we all are sort of bracing for an impact um, during the games. And there are about 80 games a year, um, sometimes more. It depends on the um, season. Mm-hmm. You know, the World Series proved <laughs> to be a little bit more than that. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, efficiency is key. Um, and we started the beer garden with cans only. And one recurring theme was that, A, people wanted to have draft. So we then started running boots uh, from the building to the beer garden. It was a lot of effort. But then people were saying, well, can I have a single? So long story short, we're actually re- reverting from cans and we're putting draft system in the beer garden so that we can draft beer for customers and uh, believe me in order to uh, to grasp the sheer volume of a 700 plus people beer garden with draft um, it is a doozy um, so but but we're confident that we're confident going into the new season that it's uh, we we took some cues from uh, known beer gardens in Berlin, for mm-hmm. example. There there's a there's a famous beer garden there that, that is over a thousand people and you know they do well and there's some n- neat tiny details about let's say how they sort glasses and take them back. Or oh, bring in, like the, take them back to the dish pit. That's right. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, m- modified carts. The keyword. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's going to be an adventure, but we're excited to start drafting. Not that we're going to get rid of all cans outside, because some beers. Uh, and ciders come in cans only, mm-hmm. and um, so we'll we'll have some.
0: Yeah, but it's definitely that's definitely quite an undertaking yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you do you have somebody just like constantly like just rehooking up kegs? Like you just like zip through product, or is it?
1: That's a, such a good question. So one the, one time I think it was one of the homecoming World Series games. Um. The barback got sick because the day before was also a huge day. And so I personally had to step in. And so I was the de facto barback. Uh, we have radios. So I had a radio, a jacket, and I was inside the cooler for about an hour and a half. I basically had to stay inside the cooler because I would get a call on the radio every, I don't know, every like four or five minutes that yeah. such and such line kicked. And so just, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty extensive operation.
0: How many kegs, do, like at the end of the night, like what's, do you have a record of like how <laughs> many kegs you went through?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think... I think I saw the owner of All Purpose taking a picture of his kegs outside the cooler, and I took a picture of the cool of the kegs after that first humongous day. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was enormous. I, I can't count them right now, but it yeah. was it was something picture worthy. Wow, <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! And you were saying like people just come at you like like oh, yeah. zombie apocalypse. Oh like, yeah, just...
1: we had a we had a security team of ten. Yeah, <laughs> one zero ten, um, and we lost control of the perimeter pretty quickly. Uh, so we had to shut down the the. Oh, we have a wall that opens up the whole bar, so we had to close that wall so that we could really control people. And uh, the lines on that first day and Friday were crazy. I, 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 to us, to sold line, to all purpose, it was excitement and. Uh, you know, people, though people could have watched the, that game at home or gone to some bar out there somewhere. There's one thing about Navy Yard and our location is that you can be outside in that beer garden and you can actually hear the roar of the crowd in the stadium. And that's just a magical experience. You can, yeah. you're, you're watching it on TV and you're right there. It's something worth lining up for.
0: Yeah, I would argue that's almost a better seat, right? You're like at a bar. You yeah. have a little more space. You're looking out on the water. Yep. <laughs> like,
1: yep. It's beautiful out yeah, there. Yeah. It's
0: absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So, when you're in this mode of like I'm I'm having like sweats right now <laughs> like thinking about this is this is like my nightmare, right? <laughs> yeah. um, when you're faced with this like battle that you're going mm-hmm. into, how do you arm your staff with your story because even though you're in survival mode even Mm -hmm. though you're getting through hundreds and hundreds of people and you're just like pouring beer blindly i mean at the end of the day you still have to provide an experience and you still have to keep telling your story Mm -hmm. so how does your how do you manage that
1: well we we do go through training stage you know your typical things but we also try to hire people that are uh that that end up being vested in the business, mm-hmm. in, the, in the story of the business, um, and uh, in the success of Dacha, whether it's in Shaw or at Dacha Navy Yard. So, and I think also the menu plays big part into the buy-in from the staff.
0: Okay. Um, and you all put a lot of work into this menu. This, yeah. is, this is a much more extensive menu, Yeah. and you've got, you know, a different thing going on for brunch. Yeah. You know, this is... Yeah. This is extensive.
1: The, the food menu is a lot more than what you would find on shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the, um, the drink menu expanded with um, soon-to-be two exclusive beers. One, we're very proud of this achievement. DC Brow has produced an exclusive Hellas for us. We call it dachnik. Dachnik mm-hmm. is a noun. It means... Uh, it, it literally um, means a person who goes to dacha a lot or likes to go to dacha. So it's a dachnik. And it's a... <laughs> and that's, it's, that's fantastic. <laughs> and it's a true Hellas lager. And, we, and the reason why we... we, So Weinstefan produces Hellas, mm-hmm. But Hellas is a beer that you want to drink while it's fresh. Yeah. Um, and so... We always stayed away from the Stefan Hellas. You know, it's a good, it's a good one, but it's not as good as something that you would find produced locally. So DC Brow produced this amazing true to style Hellas for us, and we call it Dachnik, And so that's an exclusive beer. It's available only at Dacha and at the tap room at uh, DC Brow. And we're finishing up right now a an exclusive uh, blended. Uh, really cool beer from right proper Oh. yeah, and so we 're going to call it cosmonaut, which is a word for the which is a, which is an, which is a Russian word for the uh, astronaut mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when you when you gear up uh, when you provide tools to your staff mm-hmm. uh, that sets you apart from many places in d c they like it. They they feel proud mm-hmm. um, to offer this, to to sell this, to talk about this, and there, and especially in the context of the space itself. Why is there a vintage Russian car parked outside in the beer garden? Well, that's the car that you as a kid. Would take to dacha, and you were a Dutchnik. And by the way, we have this exclusive beer from DC Brow called Dutchnik. So,
0: yeah, it allows them to kind of have that moment, even yeah. if it's short. That's you right. Know.
1: That's right. So. That's right.
0: And then now, as far as the menu itself goes, um, you know, you all continue to pull through that German theme a little bit. Yeah. Um, you have, we were talking about the, there's a sausage that yeah. you have that. Yeah. you painstakingly sourced. It's perfect, by the way. Thank you. Like, perfect. Thank you. Perfect. So, it's a veal sausage.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was a process.
1: Surprisingly, to find good German sausages uh, that are... um, that have consistency, uh, they're not too fatty, not too salty, you have to go and seek uh, wide for it. And so we did. And we Mm -hmm. found a... family-owned business in Chicago, uh, where a lot of Germans live to this day, and, uh, you know, we, we're sourcing the, all our sausages from Chicago.
0: Nice. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but there's another sort of aspect of our menu that seeps through all the time. Mm-hmm. We, we give a generous nod to the great American South.
0: I was curious about that yeah. because you it, it was confusing a little bit because you had mm-hmm. all these kind of German influences. You had the yeah. beer pretzel. Yeah. You had the sausage. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, randomly you had, like, pimento cheese yeah. and chow chow and yeah. Nashville hot and, hot and, like, yeah. sweet tea brine chicken. Yeah. And I was like, where is this coming from?
1: Well, so I've lived in D.C. since 94. Mm-hmm. And I firmly, and I, I'm dating somebody who is from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I firmly now believe that uh, DC is fundamentally a southern city. Um, you have a huge influx of people from North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, you know, all the Alabama, all the southern states. And so yeah. uh, these folks,
0: you know, they they
1: would appreciate a pimento che- a good pimento cheese on the menu, yeah. you know. It's uh, or a, it's
0: a southern level of yeah. uh serving size yeah. on that pimento yeah. cheese. Yeah. That's a that's a <laughs> hefty hefty amount of pimento yeah. cheese. <laughs> um
1: so yeah, so we 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 try to pay homage to the to the southern cuisine in 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 all our and plus our chef, uh, mm-hmm. chef Scott, he is um, Scott Robinson. He is from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, okay. So.
0: Yeah, I mean I was kind of thinking like is this kind of going with that like you know, 1960s Americana. You know, like that kind of thing. But okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense for sure.
1: And and also, it's kind of difficult nowadays, unless you're an Italian place or a mm-hmm. French place. It's kind of difficult to put yourself in a category. Are you an eatery or are you a cafe? What are you? Yeah. So, so I think that the menu itself tells the story. And and. The it's for us, because of the volumes, it's also a combination of what can we produce quickly yes. for the masses. Uh, but this season, we're actually putting a second kitchen in the outdoor kitchen in the beer garden. And we're going to have barbecue. We're going to have ribs. We're going to have lots of really cool nibbles. Produced, grilled, smoked right outside.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so. people are just gonna be like walking there zombie style because there's like <laughs> barbecue smoke coming out. That's great. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's
1: it's you know, the hashtag Dacha Vortex is real. <laughs> Once you're in.
0: <laughs> no, that's totally true. I, you feel like you're in like a Las Vegas casino. You like randomly look at your clock or something. You're just like, oh, shit. I've been here for like two hours. Once yeah. What's happening? And my
1: dog just got married to some other dog, and, <laughs> and my kid just ran away. But that's okay.
0: Are you? I mean, do you still have that kind of fun dog culture oh, in Navy yeah. Yard? Okay.
1: Oh yeah, and and more so than in Shaw, mm-hmm. we we are because there's a lot more space. We actually have a bunch of toys for kids, and so they and diggers, and so the the, the kids are just sitting there. And also, it's a secure perimeter, and mm-hmm. so like they're not gonna run away. So parents can totally relax
0: so it's like a baby cage with beer (laughs) that's right (laughs) it's amazing yeah Um, well do you all have anything fun coming up fun and exciting that you want to share yeah
1: so uh, you know going back to the German uh, beer and German culture Mm -hmm. uh, that's another reason why we keep sticking to the core of German beers because their tradition allows for some really cool and fun events so The first thing that uh, that is coming up uh, on March uh, 14th is the uh, it's a it's a it's a, it's a strong beer festival. Okay. Stock beer fest. So uh, traditionally, what happens during the strong beer festival? It's usually one or two or three days max. You sit around and you drink strong beers, you mm-hmm. know, box, uh, whatever, strong beer styles. Yeah. Uh, quads, you know, whatever. And you listen to the local, uh, and you listen to the comedians roasting local and national politicians. Okay. So.
0: This sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like
1: a lot of fun. So that's, we put it together. We're partnering up with 107, 106.7 mm-hmm. Capital Laughs and Daniel here. And we're gonna have uh, on March 14th uh, a full-on stand-up concert, um, you know, and we're gonna talk about all these things, impeachment and whatnot, and we're gonna probably get a little tipsy on strong beers.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> so. That's such a good concept, <laughs> and it's so perfect for DC.
1: I know it. Yeah. What, The Weinstefan master brewer who visited us uh, in the summer mentioned it. And he said, listen, you know, we're going to have, you know, this is what we do. And I didn't know about it. So lo and behold, we started planning it. So um, and then the next event that we're going to have, which is kind of cool, is coincides with the German Beer Day, which is April 23rd. Um, the German Beer Day coincides with the, um, um, with the German uh, beer purity law. The, mm-hmm. the Reinheitsgebot? Reinheitsgebot. There you go. Yes. You said it much better than I did. Reinheitsgebot, yeah. <laughs> so for that, we are actually going to headline the, 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 the festivities with Keller beer uh, that Weinstefan started producing. And killer beer is very exciting as a style. For your listeners, uh, the simplest way to explain it would be: it's a hazy lager.
0: Yes, unfiltered. Unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, naturgrube, which is naturally cloudy mm-hmm. in German, and so it's a it's a it's a stronger relative of a zwickel beer, which is. Um, uh, which is a, also a type of uh, slightly unfiltered uh, lager. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited about this beer. Uh, traditional style fits right in into the uh, new trends of cloudiness and haziness that uh, people want to drink, and um, uh, we're excited about this event. Yeah. So.
0: No, they both sound excellent. Yeah. I'm really excited about this strong beer thing.
1: Yeah, the strong beer is going to be quite. First of all, shout out to Capital Laughs. I think that they're doing an amazing job in this town. I think mm-hmm. this group of, of young stand-up comedians is just wonderful. Uh, Denis is a is a known fixture, and he is also a cool, really, really funny person. So I think it's going to be a great opportunity to talk about all the... Painful things that we had to experience and maybe laugh about them. Yeah, if you don't
0: laugh, you cry. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And
1: just drink that quad.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just drink it down. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to see you.
1: Absolutely. I love being on your show.
0: And honestly, thank you again for, you know, continuing to tell a story. I think... I think you and your business partner do a fantastic job at, you you know, finding something fun and creative to talk about, and then you show it in all these kind of sneaky little details details that you clearly scrutinize over. (laughs) Um, So it is appreciated. Thank
1: you so much.
0: (laughs) Of course. Listeners, thank you so much. Um, Please check us out anywhere that you get podcasts. Uh, This has been Beer Me Radio, recorded live at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan on Full Service Radio. Uh, My name is Sarah Jane. I am your host, and we'll see you next week. Cheers.